I love the image that St. Paul gives us in the second reading of the body being the church. And the church being the body of Christ. It should have radical implications on how we live our lives. In fact, it, it should even give us an entirely different like, philosophical worldview, like how we view the world. Because Paul is saying that we are intimately connected together. That somehow all of us are brothers and sisters in Christ. I didn't understand how profound this image was and, and how he explains it until I broke my wrist. When I was in seminary, we had this thing called the spaghetti bowl. We lived over in Rome, right? And so Rome, pasta, spaghetti. And so the spaghetti bowl was basically the freshman class, the new men coming into the seminary. They had to produce a football team and that football team would take on the entire seminary. The other three grades, right, the, the second, third, and fourth years would produce a team as well. And what it was meant to do was humble the new men, put them in their place, and beat them severely, right? My year, we got beaten severely. But my second year, when I was on the old man team, they call them the new man and the old man teams, right? When I was on the old man team, the new men had a D1 quarterback. He had left football, college football, to be a priest. His name was Joe Freedy. He's a good friend of mine. He's a priest out in Pittsburgh right now. To give you an idea of the caliber of this man, he played against Ben Roethlisberger in college. If you don't know who Ben Roethlisberger, he's the really pathetic quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers who's now retiring. <clears throat> but he used to be somebody. Also on that team was Father Josh Eli, the current rector over at the cathedral in Bismarck. My job was to guard Father Eli. <clears throat> He's an athlete too. They were, it was neck and neck. And we got into the fourth quarter. And I remember very distinctly, it was one play. Joe hiked the ball. Father Eli kind of jacked me up, you know, because I think he was, I was owning him all day, right? Obviously, I'm the superior athlete. <laughs> possibly the superior priest, but we can argue that anyway. <clears throat> but... He kind of jacked me and then like cut left, you know, like five and cut left. And I saw Joe getting ready to throw and I'm like, if he, if he, he had a wide open, I mean, all the way to the end zone. So I just put my head down and just at a dead sprint as fast as I could to catch him. I look up and as I look up, the ref is right in front of me and just, I hit, I ran right into him. I don't know how there's so much force that somehow I got flipped up. So I was inverted. So my feet were way up in the air and I'm like falling to the ground. And as I fall, I put, I lock my arm and I put it down and all 180 pounds comes down on that wrist. And it was just like, <coughs> and I mean, to, to the point where everybody around the field was like, oh, you had, we had, they were filming on the other side of the field. We watched the film later. You could hear the bone break. <clears throat> So I'm sitting there with my arm is behind my back and I'm like, no. First of all, this is a really pathetic story. I ran into a ref, <laughs> right? That's, a, that's awful. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, no way. No, I don't, I don't break bones. I'm an athlete. I'm invincible. I have never broken a bone. And it didn't hurt, right? Because of shock. Well, I bring my arm around and as I, it's like this claw. And my hand is on top of my arm. 
And you can see, they weren't punctured through, but you could see the bones pushing on the skin. And then I distinctly remember saying words that cannot be uttered in a church many, many times. What I was struck by is it was just my wrist that was broken, but my whole body hurt. My whole body, I just knew, even without looking at it, as soon as it happened, I'm like, something is so messed up in my body. Something is so out of order. And something is so incredibly painful. So what we do, we call the ambulance. In Italy, I don't know if you know this, but on Sunday, the ambulance doesn't run. Just because. To give you an idea also of how violent this particular spaghetti bowl was, we had 10 broken bones, torn ligaments, or torn muscles. I was not the only one at the hospital that day. They drove me down there. I guess that's what happens when you put 125 celibate men together and tell them to play flag football, right? I mean, it's just like, I got the flag. But when I got there, now here's the thing, you guys. There's been a lot of debate about healthcare in America and we need to change it. And I will tell you this, I agree, we probably do. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I can tell you what the answer is not. And that is socialized medicine. Italy functions on socialized medicine. I lived in it. You don't want it. Because you get exactly what you pay for. And how much do you pay? Nothing. And how much care do you get? Nothing. Like, even when they got me there, they came out with, like, this wheelchair from World War II. You know, and it's just like, ee, 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 ee. and I'm like, I'm not getting on that because any movement is, like, terrible. And the guy's like, you have to sit in the wheelchair. I'm like, I didn't break my foot. I broke my wrist. I can walk. They forced me into this wheelchair, right? And it's just shaking. I'm just like, ah. and, and then he, the guy, the nurse, like, sees another nurse. He's like, ciao, Giovanni, come back. And just, boom, runs right into the wall. At this point, I'm, like, screaming at the man. And what struck me, and this was kind of like, at that moment, I had this first lesson from Paul's image of the body. Whatever part of the body of Christ is hurting, we should all feel it. Do you feel the pain of those who suffer the injustices of the world? You've, you, a couple months ago, remember when we had all the tornadoes that just rocked the southern central United States? When you watched that, did you feel pain for those people? 9-11, when you saw the plane hit that tower, did you, like me, did your gut just get sick? Why? Because Paul's right. We're all connected. We're all together. We're all brothers and sisters. And when we saw those innocent lives being taken, it hurt us. At least it should have hurt us. But we shouldn't feel it for those far away. We should feel it for those in our own parishes, our own families. When they lose their job and they get sick, you name it. We need to be there for them. Their suffering is our suffering. The second lesson I learned, the rest of the body has to make up for the part that's injured. I don't know if any of you ever broken a bone or anything like that, but you ever tried to shower with one hand? It's really hard, right? Because you got to hold, you can't get water on the cast, so you got to hold this up in the air. 
And then you can get the left side of the body, right, with your right hand, but you can't get the right side. So I came up, I thought it was genius. I just sprayed soap all over the wall and then kind of just like <laughs> rubbed myself all over the wall. Well, great, now I'm clean, but I'm soaking wet. You ever try to dry off with one hand? You know, I'm like whipping the towel all over the place. Finally get dried off. You ever tried to put a towel around your waist with one arm? That's virtually impossible. I was yelling so loudly in the shower that the other guys are like, shut up. It's so frustrating. And my, my brain had to think differently. My right arm, I mean, it's already pretty big, but it was huge. It got so much bigger. Because it was making up for all that this couldn't do. And you guys, that's what we're called to. That's kind of the, like the, the, the second lesson of Paul. We have to stand up. We have to fight for those that are suffering in the church. Those who suffer the attacks against the mystical body, the injustices. We have to play our part. I don't know if you know this, you should know this. Yesterday, we commemorated the 49th anniversary of Roe versus Wade, the legalization of abortion in our country. Since then, we have murdered a large percentage of the body of Christ in the name of reproductive rights. 63 million, to be exact, have been killed. If we are all connected in a mystical body, we should feel that. That should bother us. Because those kids are our brothers and sisters. Those are lawyers and doctors and tradesmen and scientists and physicists and architects and engineers and mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. Everyone's complaining about all the problems of the world and how we can't fix this and how we can't fix that. For all we know, God sent the fixes and we killed them. Cancer could have been eradicated by now for all we know. And yet we still have people who say that this terrible evil is good for humanity. We have entire political parties that make it their main issue. And worst of all, we have Catholics who are pro-choice. The mystical body of Christ is so fractured right now, it's no wonder we don't have any power as a church. We're killing ourselves. I'm going to say this very clearly for you all to hear, and I hope that I'm speaking mostly to the choir here. Because I don't think it's been stated clearly enough. And that is this, you cannot be Catholic and be pro-choice. I don't care what our Catholic president says. I don't care what other politicians say, mainstream media. I don't even care what some of our hierarchy are saying. I am telling you the God's honest truth this morning in this church. You cannot be Catholic and pro-choice. Nor can you support any pro-choice institution or party. You cannot as a Catholic. It's not up for debate. 
It's a clear fact of our religion. You and I belong to one another as much as an arm or a leg belongs to a body. And when you're hurting, I got to help you. And when I'm hurting, you got to help me. And by God, the ones that can't be helped by anybody but us, those that have no voice, the unborn child, if we don't stand up for them, God forbid, God forbid what our salvation would look like without standing up for them. This genocide has gone on long enough. And we are so close. We are so close to overturning Roe versus Wade. The last thing we need is Catholics saying that they're pro-choice. That hurts us. So we need to start by protecting the most innocent. How beautiful would it be? How beautiful would our church be? Would our world be? If we stood up and really took to heart this image, this reality that Paul is talking about of the mystical body. That we are inherently connected to one another. If we actually believed it, how different would your lives be? How different would this parish be? Ultimately, how different would the world be?